This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. Now on Talk Radio Direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. And a good Saturday evening, everyone, and welcome into Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. A very special uh, show is the President's Hour with the President of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding. And, uh, Pat, as we welcome you in, Jay doc and I know when we do planning uh, for when you're going to appear uh, on the show, we know that we want to get you uh, uh, in into the show leading into Memorial Day weekend. It's a very meaningful, very measurable uh, and, and, and somewhat of a reality for you and for all of the members that make up all of the locals around the Delaware Valley. So with that, I welcome you into the show. Thank you, Joe. Joe, it's, uh, it's great to be back on. Uh, I know I had a quick call in the other week, but uh, it's, it's nice when we get a chance to talk a little bit. Uh, these are crazy times. I mean, the times, uh, I don't have to tell that to anybody that's listening, and certainly you guys know, uh, crazy times in so many different ways. But, uh, you know, Memorial Day is, is special, and we should not let special days get by us. Uh, too many people have uh, given up their lives for the rest of us, uh, you know, going back as far as I can remember, and I've been around a couple of days. But you know what's interesting, and I don't know how we play that, but, you know, there's so many heroes today that are in, in a different place and a, and a different garb, I guess, than we're used to with our helmets and, and rifles and things like that. Uh, you know, and I, I, uh, I'm i just looking at it and I'm saying to myself, well, is it too soon to, to memorialize those folks who are out there now with this terrible, terrible virus fighting it every day? Uh, but I think it's okay to do that. I, th- I think it's okay. Not Not that we want anybody to leave us, but uh, so many of our, our, our health care workers and so many folks working in nursing homes have gotten sick with this virus. Many, many of the folks will never know because they suffer so quietly. And, and, and then, you know, I just uh, spoke to someone yesterday from my local union, Local 14, whose uh, who's mom uh, works at the hospital and, 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 and uh, works with doctors, came down with the virus, and as she's coming back around, uh, she's getting ready to go back to the front line, if you will. She's ready to go back to work. So uh, how do you get people with that kind of courage? I don't know. But they, they seem to come, especially in our great country. So Memorial Day, you know, this coming Monday is going to be uh, something important, I think, uh, for all the years and all the flags that we, we can put in the ground and wave. But uh, let's not forget those folks right now that this war is going on. And, and uh, I don't know... Uh, too many times with the with the motion coming about because uh, it's hard now after I don't know how many weeks how many months this is that uh, not to associate it with somebody you know or love and and uh, so it's going to be an extremely special day and I hope uh, everybody can take a moment and uh, I know we can't hug and kiss but take a moment and reflect because it's uh, it, it's 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 important. 
And Pat, you so know, it's interesting to say that. My chest. You know, and, and but it is, what you're saying is very poignant because um, there are so many individuals on the front lines today, and we talk about heroes. And, and yes, Memorial Day is a day to reflect, and it's a, a very important day in our nation. And it's a, you know, it's it's uh, you know, labor has such synergy with it. But you make a point where you know heroes today are the are the grocery store, uh, you know, and 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 the clerks who are who are coming in that make it possible for us to, uh, you know, at least lead a semi-normal uh, life in regards to, you know, getting food. I mean, individuals that are, you know, uh, maintenance workers that are picking up, you know, and, and, and sanitation workers that are picking up the trash, you know, everybody who's out there doing it, in the, not to mention our, our, our uh, you know, we, we had on, on the program, uh, you know, the, the, the presidents of, of the, uh, fire, the, uh, the, the fire workers union, the, the firemen's union, and, and, and John McNesby of, uh, of of the uh, police uh, of FOP five uh, over the last couple of weeks, not to, and you were on with John. But my point is this, and then the nurses and all those individuals. These people are going to work every every day, um, you know, and they they have a lot of they have enough stress as it is going to work, uh, along with uh, emergency room nurses, doctors, and all those individuals. And now, by the way they could catch a virus that could potentially kill them in the process and yet they all show up and 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 we're finding uh, you know like we you know heroes that are working across the board that are just as much heroes as, as as you can imagine it's a testament to the american spirit so what you said there is you know not to be you know you know not to be taken lightly because there's all kinds of heroes in america today Hey, Joe, you know, so often we take all of this stuff for granted. I mean, I, uh, you, you know, when you, uh, when you, you mentioned the sanitary workers coming around picking up your trash, they don't know what they're picking up. They do that every day, and that's their yep. job. And, and, you know, the folks who are, you know, we, we're trying to get food on the table. We hear all those shortages. The folks working in those meatpacking places, those folks are, I mean, I just yesterday, last week, or what, I guess last week it was, uh, uh, last Thursday or Wednesday, it was uh, talking about the meat in Indiana, and I think 80 people or some extraordinary number in the one plant. I mean, and, and, you know, we go to the store and we worry about we're getting shortage of meat, but we have to think about why it's shortage because people are sick. And, and so, uh, yeah, and I have to, you know, being who I am and, and who, who, where I am as far as representing workers, uh, you know, there's an awful lot of folks beating their chest out there to, in the White House saying we got this, wake up. I know for a fact that many of the nurses and the healthcare workers right here in the city of Philadelphia are reusing their masks day in and day out over and over. Oh, they yeah. don't have the N95 rest that they should have. They get criticized that they have their own N95 to bring it in uh, because what it does, it shows that whoever they're working for uh, doesn't didn't put enough energy into getting the right mask, and and we know what's happening with these KN95s coming from China, and and everybody rushed to that, including myself and others, to to get whatever mask we could to help people, and and uh, you know in in my family alone, there's four or five nurses, and and they're in every area. One one is in, on on Frankfurt Avenue, and you know uh, the hospital Frankfurt Avenue is probably the the the, the, the badlands for crying out loud for this kind right. of sickness, and nobody counts those. But and then what you have to think, you know, and, and I keep I'm going to keep beating on that drum because we have to even this far into it. There's nurses and home care workers 
and 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 uh, nursing home workers who still are reusing their inadequate PPEs. They're not even getting the N95s, and I I can't believe after all this time that we're standing in a, in the White House bragging about how we're giving so many out, but they're the wrong things. Something's wrong if we're not getting it, and and those folks are getting sick and then coming back to work. I mean, you, you know, just as I said in the early part of the conversation, they're coming back to work because they're so darn dedicated to to the people. And so, we got to keep up the fight. I, I know that our national organization is uh, is is fighting hard to, for all working people because some of the stuff that's let down are the are the protection agencies that we we became familiar with with OSHA and other things that help help workers. But uh, you know, I, I get stuff of course here I'm you know, in a lockdown building here every every day. But I get stuff every day about workers are being called back and they're still not getting protected after they've had the virus, you know. So um, there's a lot of work to be done to make sure that we protect the people. It's one thing to, to raise them up and, and praise how good they're doing it. It'd be more important if we could find the right equipment so, you know, they can do their job. And, and unfortunately, in this great country, that's not happening. And I don't, want to, I don't care who wants to stand up and lie about it. I don't care if it's the hospital or whoever. They're not. I know because, as you, you guys both know, you know, I deal with the folks who lead those organizations. And, and they, they're honest with me when they tell me, and they're dedicated. You know, the, you know the, the one nurse I know working with babies at Temple, and many times using her own respirator because she's working with babies, her own mask, I mean. So, so hopefully we pay attention to that and don't let that go as, as we all want to go back to, you know, to the beaches and we want to go back to the bars. That's all wonderful, but let's not forget that we still have people out here working with the what I consider un- unsafe conditions. So um, we can really do Memorial Day great by uh, putting a little bit more effort out publicly to make sure that these folks have the protection they need. I saw a big article the, the last week, I think it was one day last week, about construction workers. Well, I know for a fact that the unions here in Philadelphia in the early days of, of whatever mass they had took them to the, to the, to the nurses in the hospitals. They gave out thousands of, of respirators, and unfortunately, when they got more, there were KN95s, but they still gave them out. And, uh, you know, there's been a whole lot of working together amongst the union people and amongst the workers, but we got to make sure that the hospital people know stop saying that their workers have everything they need when they really don't. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's a uh, very special hour, the President's Hour, with the President of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding, along with J. Doc M. Joe Krause. We'll get to our first commercial break and pick it up on the other side. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, Iron Workers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ. Today's program has been pre-recorded. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. And back here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, along with J. Doc M. Joe Krause, coming to you uh, every Saturday, of course, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. This weekend, of course, uh, is Memorial Day weekend, and we dedicate the entire uh, hour of the program, a very small dedication, but one way uh, that we can show honor uh, to all of those uh, who deserve that right. 
Yeah, so I'd like to ask Pat Eiding. Pat, uh, having said, you know, the difficult and uncertain times we're in, we're so fortunate to have a collective bargaining agreement in labor. There's so many people that you, we are seeing every night on TV that without representation, and they're, they're in the fight alone. You see some of them getting arrested for crying out loud, for trying to, you know, make a living for their families. Uh, right now, it's a difficult time for everybody, but I know there's some things going on, uh, not only in, at City Council, but also with the National AFL-CIO. Would you elaborate on that stuff? Yeah, Joe, I want to touch a little bit, though, on what you said about collective bargaining agreements. You know, folks don't realize there's been a lot of stuff in the papers about who got waivers from the governor and who did this and that. When this thing started, New York and New Jersey went hell-bent for election to get their construction work right back to work. It did. It was one of the essential things. They, did, they didn't separate anything. And here in Philadelphia, the leadership of the, the building trades, uh, John Doherty and the other business managers, they saw what was happening on these construction sites where folks were getting the virus. Folks were delivering material, falling down on their knees with, 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 with being sick and other folks. And the safety and, and the safety pre- 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 preventions weren't being done. There was nobody with guidelines. And so what the leadership did, they said, wait a minute, we're not going to put our members out there. And, you know, so uh, what, what John Doherty did at a meeting, he said, let's take a two-week time, you know, the 14 days, whatever that is, whatever it means to anybody, and have the look at these jobs before we go back to make sure there's running water on the jobs, there's some safety precautions, people with masks, who's delivering stuff, those kinds of things. They even went as far as going out and buying the uh, the more modern thermometers so they could take temperatures, people going on. The building trades went out and the unions went out and spent all this money for this to get masks. They did it. They got pushback, quite honestly, from some of the developers and the contractors. Because, you, you know, you can't do this and you can't do that. The right of anybody with a collective bargaining agreement says that if it's an unsafe situation, whether you're a nurse, whether you're a meat packer, whether you're a construction worker, we have a right to protect our members from the unsafe conditions. And they did that. During that time, everybody took a look because now all of a sudden the construction stopped. The governor looked at it. Everybody looked at it. And then when they went back to work, uh, I guess a few days back, not that, that long ago when he went back, they have set on these jobs that they're going to go on the jobs. They have these certain conditions. Now, is it going to be perfect? Who knows? But we're going to have separations. They even made it, uh, economic changes so that they could be on jobs doing shifts so as many people wouldn't be together. That's because the people who represented those workers with a collective bargaining took the initiative and the right they had under that collective bargaining agreement to do something. So having said that, here we sit in the you know, greatest country in the world. We have a law called OSHA that's supposed to protect workers. We have a Department of Labor that's supposed to, to, to protect workers, although it very much favors the employer. And with this administration, they've watered it down so much there's no protection. So our national, our national leaders in Washington went ahead and filed a lawsuit against the, the, the government because they're not following through for these workers and worker protection. With all the thousands of people are getting sick, folks, especially those folks we mentioned, that are, you know, the, the heroes that we have out there doing this workforce. And so, you know, if, if the government, as, as they've done under this administration, has watered just about every worker protection you can, Federal employees and federal workers—they've taken—they've taken so many rights away from them. If they didn't have a collective bargaining agreement, they'd have nothing now. So, you're right about the collective bargaining agreement, but there's still a lot of work that has to be done because we need to make sure we reach out for all people. So, having said that, here in Philadelphia, we we passed a, a paid sick leave uh, 
piece of legislation a few years ago. And unfortunately, right now, we're still Bob Heenan, City Councilman Heenan, and City Councilman Jim, Chancellor Woman Jim, are working to put put a, a program together or a division together to follow that up and protect, you know, the laws that we pass. We have some great laws here in Philadelphia, paycheck protection, those things. But right now, because of the, the emergency of it all, uh, Kendra Brooks and Bob Heenan and Helen Gim are trying to get a piece of legislation to expand on the on the paid sick leave for folks that are in these emergency situations, because we're finding out that in many cases where folks don't have a collective bargaining agreement, they get sick, they go back to work, and they're put back in the same unsafe conditions they were there before. And unfortunately, with with uh, you know a, a, a without the protection of a collective bargaining agreement, you uh, you know, they can let you go with no reason at all. They just say they don't need you if, if you put something up. I mean, we had we had a nurse over in New Jersey because she was wearing her own mask, protecting herself. She got fired. And, you know, uh, that goes on every day, and we we don't see it. We don't know it. So there's uh, folks but, but, out but, here who protected. Pardon me? I mean, I, I've heard the same stories. I mean, I, I we have some nurses in our families also, and, and – uh, it happens to be, and I won't point the hospital out because I know they're, you know, everybody's on the front lines. But it's in that, uh, a hospital not in Philadelphia. They still don't have the protective equipment for these individuals, and and the nurses themselves, they're not only afraid for themselves, they're afraid for their critical critical care patients who they know, uh, who they know if they contract the the, the virus, you know, it's it's fatal. So. It, you know, it's hard to believe that that's still going on. Well, and, who's but supposed talk, to provide, J-Doc, who, who's supposed to be providing it? Why, why the hospital. are we still... And, why, and by the way, what Pat said, Joe, what Pat said, I've heard the same type of stories about, you know, at least, especially at the beginning when nurses started bringing... I know one particular nurse that quit because they wouldn't let her bring her own mask in at the beginning. And uh, obviously... I mean, who in the heck is going to uh, risk their lives? And she did it because she didn't want to infect her patients. And so it's an absolutely uh, you know, crazy thing when you're talking about, and, and this, shows people, this shows how people who don't have a collective bargaining agreement, and, and by the way, anybody who's listening doesn't know what a collective bargaining agreement is, Pat will elaborate on that, but that's what being in a, a union is all about. And so, well, you know, you know you're alone a, out there. Like Pat said, uh, if you don't have equipment, a, you don't come in, you, you get fired. Uh, you know, a, you have no representation. Jada, hold on for a minute. statement that folks, folks are working in conditions, and the conditions they're working on commonly called at will. And just think about that term, at will. At will means that the employer can get rid of you for any reason he or she wants to without, any, without any, anything you've done. I, I mean, I, have, I know someone I'm working with right now who's working in a, in a uh, assisted living without a collective bar agreement. She's mm-hmm. home with the virus and don't know what the deal is, whether she can go back to work, whether she's got a job. She had no, she had no information. Hasn't been told anything. And by the way, got her paid for her own test because she, she's new, new to the place. She's only there a couple of months. It doesn't have uh, health care uh, quite yet. So, uh, you know, what, so she, she's looking at me and said, what can I do? And I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm working with it. But the question is, what can you do? You know, and, and so you have to be careful uh, when you're when you're working for in some situation like that, that without collective bargaining you have no rights. That will is a terrible, terrible statement. 
But there's many, many of our people out there. And, and, you know, so, you know, this kind of piece of legislation covers a lot of those workers. And what, what this piece of legislation is an emergency piece to try to expand on what we already have is, you know, the paid sick leave. But have it to include uh, these kinds of an emergencies where people are coming up uh, probably in a different circumstance than they would if they were just on a regular job. So uh, it, it's it's in its early stages. It hasn't gotten past the hearing yet. Um, but uh, you know, I think with the uh, with the kind of leadership of of Heenan and and uh, Kendra Brooks and and Helen Jim, I think that they'll get this going. And I talked to other city council people who are going to help with it too. But they're the kind of things we have to be doing. So uh, I know we're coming up on a break, and I, I don't want to like, jump into something brand new. So when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the election that's coming up. We can't let that get by without talking about it. It's right around the corner, and it's very important. Uh, we're not going to have a lot of polling places. So, uh, Joe, when we come back, let, let's talk about that a little bit, and then hopefully I'll have some time to talk about a national rally that our national AFL-CIO is asking people to do. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are brought to you by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. Today's program has been pre-recorded. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. Memorial Day weekend, a very special broadcast tonight. The full hour, President's Hour with the president of the AFL-CIO. Pat Ining. Well, guys, listen, I, we broke there when, when I brought up a thought, and the thought is it's something I hope folks are starting to think about. I know this is a tough time. Uh, folks are, you know, they're locked into their house. They're doing what they're supposed to do. Uh, you know, folks, are, folks are, are passing away, and we can't hug each other. There's a lot going on. But what's important is that, that we make sure that we vote when we have the opportunity to vote. We have an election coming up. It still appears as though it's going to be on June 2nd, which is just next week. And, you know, I think more than more than any anybody thought would have been the value of this, be able to write in your ballot. Uh, we just that just got passed this year. We didn't know how it was going to work with this thing coming up, the virus coming up. It could it could work to a lot of people's advantages because the folks know there's going to be very few polling places compared to what they are. Many of the folks who work in those polling places, quite honestly, it's hard to get them to work there when there's nothing going on because they don't get paid very much for a 12-hour day. But the bottom line is that we're going to have fewer polling places. It's an important election. We have to make sure that we elect folks like we just talked about with Helen and Bobby and, and, and Kendra that are out there for working people. And, and this is not a, a bias for unions. This is for working people. So I'm, I'm pleading with folks who are listening, and, and we're trying to get as many uh, people to understand, if they don't ask for that ballot now, they're going to run into a situation where they may not get it in time. So if you if you think you're not going to want to go to a polling place, and I know that many people are are not going to want to do that, it's not that far off, and we're still knee deep in this in this situation. The write-in ballot is is a very important piece, and you know I know people are trying to criminalize that, saying it's a partisan situation. It's not partisan. Vote for who you want to vote for. I hope you vote for folks who care about working people, but the important thing is get a ballot and vote. Don't sit home and say, I can't go there because, uh, you know, I'm afraid or whatever. You get the ballot now. Ask for the ballot. If you're fortunate enough to be able to go online, it's very simple. 
The biggest concern we have is they're able to get all those ballots back in time. The you know the write-in ballot is different than an absentee ballot. The write-in ballot is 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 the ballot. Once you get it, that's your that's your ballot. You it'd be pretty hard to go to a polling place and, and vote. You'd have to do an, a, a special vote if you did that. But it's so easy to do to get on there and get that ballot. And it's so so very important. You have you have you know federal elections, you have state elections. Uh, you know I'm, I'm going to go out right away and say that uh, you know John Kane's running for a state Senate seat out in Chester, Delaware County. Yep. Head of the plumbers. You know he's going to care about working people. Uh, you got Ronnie Green right here running for state house. That's a, a, a great great working people and works with works with the kind of people that we're 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 talking about doing all the hard work out there. You know so. Uh, they're just two people that we speak of because we know them personally, but we have a lot of folks we know out there that care about working people. The important thing is to get this ballot and vote. Guys, I mean, think about it. By the time you get it back and get it there, you only have a little bit of time left. I think, to, you know, if you haven't done it already before this weekend's over, you've got to get that ballot and get it in because, you know, you're not going to want to go to the polling place possibly because of whatever the conditions are. This is your opportunity to make sure you get your vote in. More, an opportunity we've never had before in this state, by the way. And it, it's something we should take advantage of. Uh, you know, Pat, having said that, you mentioned John Kane And John, uh, a great labor leader, but also obviously cares about uh, working people. Joe and I have had him on the program. We did a full hour with him talking about the issues that are important to him. Uh, women's issues are very important to John Kane. Um, he, he does care about uh, working people, and he cares about all people. And I want to give a, a big shout out, and I'll tell you why. Because now, I've, and I'm sure you know, you can attest to this. I can never remember, and it's and it's obvious why it would be um, campaigning. You know, being in the state that it is. I mean, it's just not a not a normal time. There's so much going on um, that it's important that we get the word out um, who are the individuals uh, that are near and dear and, and care about working people. And during this time, more than ever, I mean, you look at the, um, the hairstylists, for example, they're all independent contractors. You see what's going on now. People, people who are unrepresented are getting arrested for opening, for, for, for really uh, exercising their right to free speech and and different things like that and it's a scary time out there so uh it's definitely without without question a uh you know this is an important election and 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 your your words are very important because people need to know that they gotta they gotta get their their their, their vote is more powerful in some cases than their voice right now and hey, joe i i'm relying very heavily on people knowing how to vote once they get the ballot, my my emphasis right now with all our folks here and and my my gang's doing a great job, you know, doing it from their home. But uh, you know, Mikey Mike Cog, uh, Mike Cogill is is running the our labor to labor thing. We're we're doing it telephonically now because we can't be knocking on doors. But the main message we're trying to get is get the ballot, get get the right to vote, get be able to vote. And you know, we 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 can we could talk about who we like and who we don't like, and uh, but get the ballot, and in your own mind and your own family, think about who's best for you as a working person. Who's going to, if they get elected, is going to be there for you for some of the times like this when we're reaching out, and, and we have we have folks who uh, just taken away most of the rights that folks have who don't have a collective bargaining agreement. So my emphasis, guys, is is get the ballot and vote. And then I'll, I'll give I'll give the credit to the to the person having that ballot in their hand. They'll know how to vote. 
if they have the ballot. The problem here is if they can't get to one of these polling places because of whatever reason, safety or, or not, not being able to get there, they have the availability to be able to mail it in and make sure you vote. And that's, that's what I think we should do more important than anything else. Uh, we're so close this weekend to it. It's, it's not funny. You know, we're, we're, uh, you know, from tonight, we're only, what are we? We're, we're six days away or seven days away. So, you know, if you're listening, get the ballot, get it in and, and vote and, you know, vote for folks who you think are going to help you. I'm not going to get up the names. I just want you to be able to vote. And this, this is an opportunity to get past a tough time and still be able to vote. Uh, unfortunately, here in Philadelphia, we don't have enough people to vote. We know that historically that uh, in the five counties, we're the lowest turnout for voting, which is unbelievable because we're such an important city, and our vote is so, so important to the state of Pennsylvania. A lot of people running in Pennsylvania, a lot of people running on the federal level. We have to make sure we vote. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, the President's Hour with the President of the AFL-CIO, uh, Pat Eiding, joining us for uh, the full hour along with J. Doc M. Joe Kraus. Pat, one last thought from you before we get into what will be our last break and then we'll come back on the other side uh, and finish up the show, um, finish up Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Uh, Following up on your thought on your conversation, there are those that will vote. They will get the ballot. They will vote. Do you have a message for those listening who don't bother to do it? Is there any way to motivate, to move? Is there any message from you that perhaps would at least encourage someone to give it a second thought? Listen, every day of the week after balloting is done, after voting is done, folks have an opinion and they have a complaint. The way to fix that is to vote. There's the, this is a great country. In other countries, people are getting, they're getting shot because they want to have the right to vote. We have that right. We have the ability now to do it by mail, which we've never had in this state before. Just take a minute and think about what's going on. Think about what's going on through this emergency. And, and think about some of the things that are coming out of the White House and other areas. Think about that for a minute, this country. Think about how other countries, quite honestly, are, are grinning at us. I won't say they're laughing, but they're grinning at us. And, I, and, I, and my message to you is, if you like the way this world is going, vote. If you don't like the way this world is going, vote. I have to tell you, I'm not happy with the way things are going. I'm not happy with the right-wing people in the, in the state of Pennsylvania that uh, want to stop everything that you try to do for working people. Uh, infrastructure. Think about infrastructure. Every president, everybody gets elected, they're going to change the world and build bridges and highways. Guess what? Through the last six, nobody's done anything. Right now, nobody's done anything. And there hasn't been any companies open. And, you know, there may, for this, we'll finally may have stuff made in America because we see what happened with the mass we're getting from China. The bottom line is this. Build, start an infrastructure and fund an infrastructure, and everybody will stop doing drugs, they'll stop shooting each other, and they'll go to work. Because every, every human being likes to have the pride of having a job to go, come home to and put food on their table and clothes on their kids' backs. So please vote. That's what you have working for you. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor with Pat Eiding, president of the AFL-CIO. We'll get, our, we'll get to our final uh, commercial break. We'll come back uh, on the other side and wrap the show up back in a moment. 
Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by IOTSE Local 8, District 1199C, and the Newspaper Guild. Today's program has been pre-recorded. The right-wing conservatives don't have to drive themselves crazy. They can walk there. (laughs) God bless you. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, the president of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding. Joining us, Pat, certainly nice to uh, have you for the full hour special weekend. I know it's a very meaningful, measurable weekend. Uh, It's Memorial Day weekend. Glad uh, you were able to accommodate uh, and do the show with J-Doc and I for the full hour. Well, and, and you know, Joe, we want to make sure that when we finish up that we, we go back to where we started in the beginning, talking about how important uh, this weekend is, and, and especially Monday Memorial Day. But you know, even though we're locked in, we we can show we can show how we care. It can be a little flag. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be a you know a nine foot flag. It can be a, a six inch by nine inch flag if, if there is such a thing. And just let's show the respect. Just 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 for that one day, if, if nothing else, let's show the respect for all those uh, those folks who have uh, put their lives in front of us and 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 for us, and are doing it right now. So let's not forget that with all that's going on. Let's take that moment, whether we do it from the backyard, the front yard. Out the window, it doesn't make any difference. Just do it. Maybe if we're driving somewhere, we could stick it in one of our car windows, you know. But let's make sure we, we put a sign of some sort that no matter how this country is fighting, we're still respecting those people who gave us the right to do this fight. So uh, that's important before I go into any anything else. I think I think uh, the, the idea of the, of the uh, right-in ballot is... Uh, you know, I I I I'm embarrassed that I don't have the darn thing in front of me to uh, to tell the uh, folks to go online, but it's pretty simple to do. Uh, City Commission is working very hard. Lisa Deal and, and her gang are working very hard to get people these ballots and the information. So, uh, but if you go, you know, if you go to uh, our website or you know our our Facebook, it's on there. Michael Cogdo has all that information on there. Uh, and everybody looks at their phones these days. So go into AFLCO, fill up your council, and I'm sure you'll get whatever information you need. Uh, but it's very important you use it, and it's important you do it now. You know, do it this weekend because there's not that much time left. Pat, Joe, what about Joe, the rally that's supposed to be coming up? I know we don't have the exact details, but the national AFL-CIO is, 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 uh, has announced a rally. Give us a, a little bit of insight there. Yeah, so so you know, Rich Trumpka, our president, has been online uh, and, and fighting for us constantly while this has been going on. And, and what he's fighting for is the fact that, unbeknownst to a lot of people, there's a lot of workers out there who who are getting sick and 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 they don't they don't have protection of any kind, as you said before. And the one thing that we have is is as loose as it is, and it, it, how much work it needs. Because, for example, public employees don't have coverage from OSHA. The OSHA and and the Secretary of Labor have completely ignored what's going on here as far as working people. They've watered down the bill, the, the OSHA so much with no with no investigators, nobody out there protecting anybody. So with all this that's going on, you know, Rich Trumpkin and national leaders they want to make a statement to folks like Toomey and others that, you know, care about whether somebody's losing money in a big bank somewhere, but not worried about somebody's losing, uh, you know, which, superficially we're talking about helping somebody don't lose their house, this and that. But if there's no jobs, there's no jobs. And if there's no jobs, there's no place to work. And then the workers, we are, the folks that are out there working are working in the toughest unsafe conditions there are. 
So we're looking on probably the 3rd of June, and I know that's pretty close. It's right next, next week, to put on some sort of a national demonstration to let folks know that working people have rights in this country, and they have rights to be safe, and they have rights to be protected. And as I said, the, the National AFL-CIO has, has filed a lawsuit against the, uh, the government because they're not following through with OSHA and worker protection. So uh, it may be in the form of caravans in, in every city in the country. It may be in the form of uh, uh, maybe something that uh, we do just over by uh, uh, Pat Toomey's office uh, in every city, part of the city of Pennsylvania. But it's, it's, it's something that to try to make a statement about working people. And let me emphasize, it's not just union members about working people. You know, half of the fights that we do are not just about our members because they have collective bargaining. It's about the folks that have no protection. Those at will workers that I talked to you about and, and things like that. So, uh, look for it. It'll come out. You know, it's going to come out in the, uh, in, 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 in the nets and in, in Facebook and everything else. And we'll be talking to all our unions to see what, the, what part they're going to do. But the 3rd of June seems to be the designated day that we're going to rise up and have a voice and say, you know, you're forgetting about us. You're forgetting about people who are homesick. Uh, I know that now folks are, you know, some of the people who care in the city are, are, are trying to prepare uh, to get ready for when these folks who are out sick now go back to work, what, what rights do they have? So that'll be on the 3rd of June. We'll get the message out, and hopefully anybody's listening, especially our brothers and sisters that uh, have the benefit of collective bargaining. You know, if it's a caravan, Whatever it is, take place. Try to decide to see if you can take your spot in it, and and let's get a voice heard. And the worst thing in the world that I always said is, you don't want a big voice to turn out little. That's for sure. And Pat, it's further further uh, demonstrating that 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 organized labor is the voice of the middle class and all people. I mean, you know, we have the opportunity, the ability to to, to organize safely. Of course, we're gonna, you know, we we understand that, but. Um, it's just a great opportunity for us to, to speak, not like you just said, not says it all right there, not only on behalf of union members and those with a collective bargaining agreement, but on behalf of every working person in the United States. One thing I'd like to say, but you know, because we're going to leave, leave it to Pat to, to, to end the show, I, I also want to reiterate what Pat said. I want to thank all of our military members. I want to thank those military families and those who gave all. Uh, on this very special weekend, I know uh, it's near and dear to Pat and, and, and the entire labor movement. So um want to wish everybody a happy Memorial Day weekend. And, and remember those who gave the ultimate sacrifice uh, during this difficult time. It's for them that we have to stick uh, and, 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 and uh, you know, buy our laurels and, 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 and do the right things. And, and uh, that's really yeah, important. Let me, let me tell you the ultimate, I think, to honor those folks who fought for us is to get a ballot and vote. Right. Because that's what they fought for. They fought so we wouldn't have uh, Germany over here or Russia or any other country over here telling us what to do. We have that right. They fought for that right. If you, if you want to really memorialize those folks who fought for us, vote. Get about and vote. And I think uh, even the folks who are resting somewhere above us will look down and think, boy, what a great day. They really care for what we did. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we uh, complete our show with the president of the AFL-CIO, uh, Pat Eiding, joining us for uh, the full hour uh, on this Memorial Day weekend on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. As we get ready to say goodbye uh, on this Saturday night, uh, Jay Doc, I want to come to you quickly. We've got a great show 
live uh, lined up for next uh, Saturday. We'll be right back here live if you can give me the 25-second version of what that show will be, and then I'll come back to Pat for just the final close. Oh, yeah, so next week uh, we're going to have uh, John Bland of the Boilermakers Union, and, and uh, we have a full hours with a full hour with them, and uh, we're going to have the, you know their their crew on and talk about a lot of the things that are going on around the state and with what uh, other working people are going through during this uh, in, incredibly uncertain time. Uh, so it's going to be a fantastic show. And it also is going to further demonstrate what our labor leader do, leadership does for us. But I also want to thank Pat Eiding uh, for being the leader that he is. If anybody wants to know what organized labor is about, I hope you listen to this show. Nope. It, you know, I hope you listen to this show because it's it's um, it's why we're so fortunate, uh, you know, to have leaders like Pat and John Doherty and all of our labor leaders um, to help lead us through this uh, difficult time. That wasn't 25 seconds. That was 50 seconds. Pat, I can only give you 20 seconds now uh, thank, to say thank goodbye. You, thank you. That's okay. <laughs> I just want to take my hats off to that gentleman you're going to have next week, John Bland. He's a great leader for his members. He's passionate about getting his people work and protecting them. That's who we need. We need more leaders like that. Celebrate Memorial Day by getting a ballot. Let the folks know that they didn't die for us in vain. Please vote. Vote however you want to vote, but vote. It's more important than you can imagine right now. God bless everybody. Be safe. Happy Memorial Day. And in the words of J-Doc, spoken on this very show, happy Memorial Day, everyone. See you next time. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communications Workers of America, and AFSME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program has been pre recorded.